0: This is your favorite NASCO Moments talk show. And how are you today, our esteemed listener? Hope your lives are being filled daily with the quality life that NASCO provides. Here on the NASCO Moments radio show, our topics of discussion are carefully chosen. They are contemporary and designed to empower you to take action to live, enjoy, and share the quality life. Do you know where your children are at this moment? Today, NASCO Moments will examine the subject of blood donation, the estimated blood needs in Nigeria stands at between 1.4 to 1.7 million units per annum. However, the National Blood Transfusion Service (NBTS) is reported to be able to collect only 4% of the blood needed in Nigeria. Key findings from the National Baseline Survey have indicated that only half a million units of blood were collected from both private and public sources. Within the public sector, the donor population was made up of 25% commercial donors, and 75% of replacement donors. On the other hand, the numbers for voluntary unpaid donors were negligible. In the private sector, the donor population was made up of 75% commercial donors and 25% of replacement donors. Similarly, the figures for voluntary unpaid donors were insignificant. The statistics paint a dire picture, no doubt. The critical need for blood in hospital and medical situations is far too critical to be left in the hands of touts and racketeers, many of whom commercialize this precious gift of life. Unfortunately, as the information we just shared indicates, much less blood is freely donated and collected by our people. This has unfortunately led to avoidable deaths and morbidity, particularly among the women folk, newborn children, victims of road traffic accidents and victims of insurgency. At the moment, the statistics of people already infected with HIV in Nigeria is alarming. In fact, transmission of infections through unsafe blood transfusion accounts for the second largest source of HIV infection among infected individuals. Many Nigerians are skeptical to voluntarily enlist as blood donors. There are real and imagined barriers to donation, some of which are related to health concerns. Some persons suffer from fear a lack of knowledge, and also from some sociocultural concerns. Whatever the case, however, it is imperative we all come to a good understanding about the subject. There are motivating factors which ought to propel everyone, adult and youth alike, to desire to donate blood voluntarily from time to time. These facts can range from the objective need to save a relative, rescue a friend, or in support of another person's life. This beautiful Saturday morning on the NASCO Moments Radio Show, we have with us Dr. Damalak Obadadapus, consultant, hematologist, and coordinator, North Central Zone of the National Blood Transfusion Service, NBTS. He's here to discuss the subject of blood donation, why it is safe, why you should participate, and what you need to know to become a voluntary donor. Stay tuned to your radio set. My name is Hudun Giang. We'll be right back. NASCO
1: Q. Sugar, NASCO cube sugar, NASCO cube sugar for that sweet taste. NASCO Cube Sugar is pleasantly sweet and can be used in tea, coffee, pop, and a variety of cereals and beverages. Nasco cube sugar can be taken at any time of the day. And what's more, each cube delivers a sweet taste and experience. Really? Nasco Cube Sugar is fortified with vitamin A and dissolves fast. Nasco Cube, mmm, Nasco Cube NASCO Sugar for oh, that sweet taste. Nasco Cube
0: for that sweet taste.
1: Nasco Cube Sugar, another quality product from Nasco. Dr.
0: Dapos, it's good to have you on the
1: Nasco Moment Show. Thank you very much for the welcome listeners. So why is it important to donate blood? Yeah, it is important to donate blood because blood is one of the body cells that is highly renewable. And since it is highly renewable, it is also highly susceptible to destruction even within the individual. So this renewable tissue in the body is also required to save patients who are lacking in it, without causing harm to the person who is donating. When you donate blood, there is somebody already in need of blood, as it is now in our own part of the world. Elsewhere, the blood is there, waiting for illness to occur and the patient to present. our own part, the illness is already in the hospital. We need blood to go and meet the needs there. So we don't even talk of respiration. There is acute shortage of blood. Mm. Patients are in need of blood, without which they will probably die before any significant intervention in their ailment will come their way. So it's important to do that.
0: Why do we have an acute shortage of blood?
1: We have acute shortage of blood because of the beliefs, norms and beliefs, myths about blood. Some people believe that if you collect blood from a full animal you start behaving like a fly animal. Some say if you collect blood from a Muslim, you may begin to pray like a Muslim, or you collect blood from a Christian, your children may become Christians. Which these are all beliefs that uh, the fears are real, but they are misdirected.
0: Yes, can you please describe uh, to the listener the processes involved in donating blood and how can one become a registered the, blood donor? Okay.
1: The processes involved in donating blood is first, you must be recruited, and for you to be recruited, you must meet certain criteria that first recognize that it is safe for you to donate blood and it is also safe for the other person to donate blood. What are these requirements? Number one, you must be age 18 to 65 years. 18 because below that you need parental consent. 65 years because after the age of 65, we've observed that organs failure begin to emerge. The body is trying to wind up its function. Apart from that, there are blood diseases that tends to be higher in those who are above 65 years. That is very important. You must have enough blood for yourself and even reserve, which the personnel at the blood service must determine, so that it will be safe for you to donate blood, not that you donate blood and you need blood immediately. You must, if you are a female, you must not be menstruating actively, that is within the first two days of your menstruation, or you are not pregnant, or you are not lactating for less than six months. If any of this happened to any female, she is temporarily disqualified from blood donation. You must also not have history of exposure to acquiring hepatitis B, hepatitis C, syphilis, and HIV. Because all these infections can be transmitted 100% to anybody who received that blood. So you can see it looks at the safety of the person who is receiving them. I may have a syphilis is not causing problem for me. I may have hepatitis C is not causing problem for me. But as soon as it enters the recipient, is capable of killing the recipient even before me. Okay. So it must be safe for the person receiving the blood, and it must be safe for you who is donating blood. Okay.
0: Now, how do you go about recruiting donors?
1: Uh We recruit donors by sensitization such as this, giving educational talks like this. I'm sure after this talk, people who are listening will start coming to donate blood, and they'll tell us we heard you people on radio, and we have been hearing that. Apart from that, we also recruit people from organizations educational we have have been going to institution universities polytechnics colleges of education uh, and many others Uh, we also go to churches we go to mocks during their gatherings and seek for opportunity to be sent to for the people to be sensitized which we get we sensitize them so the first thing is we must sensitize people after sensitizing them those who voluntarily are convinced that they can donate blood will now put themselves forward. Then we now look at this criteria that is required for the person to donate and for the person to be disqualified. If they are through with it, we do a quick medical examination on them. If they are through, they, they proceed to blood donobay where they will be given a refreshment to take. Them. They lie down, donate their blood, rest a little, taking another refreshment, and then they leave us. And they can now return after two weeks for discussions on their plot. What we intend is that they should become regular donors, that is, donating every three months for males and every four months for females.
0: All right. Uh, there's so much more that we need to ask our guests. Uh, stay tuned there if you're finding the discussion uh, enlightening. We'll be right back to give you some more information on the NASCO Women Show. Please stay with us.
1: A promise kept. NASCO. Taste of Nasco cream crackers. Each bite is crispy and so much fun. It's excitingly cool and a delight any day. Nasco cream crackers is the ideal snack at home and office. Nasco cream crackers is best served with tea, coffee and cheese. Nasco cream crackers yeah. Nasco cream crackers, a promise kept. Nasco cream crackers. Nasco cream, cream crackers, another quality product from Nasco.
0: Welcome back. This is the Nasco Moment Show. We've been discussing about safe blood donation and why it is important for you to also become a donor. Our guest today is Dr. Damalak Obadiah Dapus, consultant hematologist and coordinator. North Central Zone of the National Blood Transfusion Service, MBTS. It has been an interesting discussion so far. Uh, now, you've said uh, males can donate every three months and okay. women after uh, four, months. four months. Now, there are suggestions that current estimated blood blood needs in Nigeria fall below the minimum threshold. So, what steps are you taking uh, to address this
1: shortfall? Yeah, this shortfall can be addressed by increasing awareness. Because As it is, many people believe that uh, they will save their blood for the need of their families strictly. And uh, that is actually a wrong notion. So we are embarking on education. Change of attitude. We must change the attitude and learn to sacrifice what they receive freely for the good of others who have need of it, so that you can put a smile on somebody's life. Indeed, if you donate blood, that's the greatest gift, I call it greatest because you don't know who is the recipient. You're just throwing it into the pool. You don't know who is the recipient. And it can be you the man you hate most, but you have saved his life. So we need to address this gap by encouraging young people to start donating blood until they reach the age of 65. You should continue to donate
0: blood. You could also be somebody you love.
1: Yeah, it can be your, your heart trouble. Most times you know. <laughs> but the one you don't know is that if blood is taken now and it sent to Medjugorje like it will happen today. Mm. Because we are sending blood to the soldiers who are being injured in the fight against insurgency in this afternoon. Now, we don't know who is there, and so you need to bridge the gap by sending blood to them. Now, in the Northeast, they cannot collect blood freely because of the same insurgency, but they need the blood.
0: Okay, let's talk about the infrastructure that you have at NBTS. What is the status of your infrastructure yeah. to keep blood safe over a period of time?
1: Yeah, the infrastructure are inadequate, but we have to make optimal use of them. We need blood banks, we need minus 70 refrigerators, we need vehicles to move for drives, and we also need temperature control vehicles that can move blood from as far as College of Arts and Remedial Studies in Kugui to just without change in temperature by more than two degrees. Now these are capital intensive material, but we need them and we don't have this. So we have a structural inadequacy. Are grossly inadequate. But we thank God for what we have now is able to keep us working to serve at least our immediate vicinity, which is Plateau State. But you know it's a not central zone. We need to go beyond serving Plateau State. We are not a state center, we are a zonal center. So we're in charge of the transmission that goes on in the central part of Nigeria.
0: Now, uh, can you share with us the conditions for obtaining blood from the from the NBTS? Is it free or does it come at a price? Yeah,
1: yeah. obtaining blood from the NBTS is simple. First, there must be a request. And the request must be coming from a clinician. You don't just wake up from your house and decide that, oh, your wife needs blood. And then you come to NBTS and say, please give me blood. I want to go and give my wife. Well, it's not everybody that collects the, any blood. People have specific blood type and you must get that specific blood type. Otherwise, you cause more problems. In fact, wrong transfusion can kill the person earlier than the disease. So, there must be a medical assessment. There must be a medical request for you to get blood. Mostly, we prefer hospital to come and collect the blood and take it to their own hospital where they will transfuse the patient since we don't do the transfusion. And that's what we do with the major hospital. But we can't do that with the smaller hospital who don't have preservative infrastructure to store the blood so they come as per the patient the decision is taken to transfuse the patient but you must come with a request from the physician that you need this type of blood this quantity and then we study that and we issue the units to you as it is requested now the issue of costing is real when we started this work it was at no pay you just give out as soon as the person comes you give the blood we now move to 2000 Our sponsor told us clearly that by 2015, we are not going to continue to support you. Start charging now so that you can continue to work when we finally leave. Now they left in 2015. Whatever we had charged was able to sustain us to 2016. And it also got finished. Government has not yet committed itself financially into the blood service, significantly to reach the recipient. So we had to now increase the access fee to 4000 naira so that we're able to continue work and get blood available before the decision to transfuse can be taken. So that is the... state of. So for blood to leave the blood service, it is 4,000. But we in this zonal center have gone a step further to collaborate with the hospitals that are transfusing most of our units, such that the hospital help us in blood sourcing. Then that reduced the cost that we are going to charge the hospital. Instead of 4,000, we now charge the hospital 2,000 then the hospital will not have any need to increase further the charge for their patients. So in that way, we tend to create a soft landing for the charges on blood transfusion for the patients. Because most of these patients, they either have a relation with sick or they themselves may require blood. In fact, if I take you to the office now and you see the number of people who donated blood and have received blood themselves, it's also enormous, some up to 30 units. But there is also a provision for those who donate blood. The conditions are that if you are a donor, you collect as much as the number of times you have donated free.
0: That's interesting. But if you want to donate blood, and I know that there are hospitals abroad who who pay money for people to donate blood. Is that, uh, do you do anything of the sort? We have
1: not gotten there yet. But some years back, we had two young men who were donors who would not only come and donate. They'll come and donate and tell you, "I'm paying for the person who is going to receive this blood." He will remove the two thousand naira and pay. They kept doing that because they were ten dollars. Somebody is going to receive my blood. I don't know him, but whosoever is going to receive my blood, don't charge him any two thousand naira. I have already paid for it. Now, those who had sponsored us, pay for blood transfusion service heavily, but we are doing it here at highly subsidized rate. Courtesy of their own assistance.
0: All right, it is the National Women's Radio Talk Show, and it's. Very important, uh, talking about blood donation on the program today. We'll be back uh, with the doctor uh, to conclude the program. Please stay with us.
1: For whatever flavor you may need. Yes, it's so crunchy and so creamy. Yes, that's good, that's good, it's all fresh and tasty for the young and everybody. Take a bite and get the feeling that you get what you Take it everywhere you go. Nasko. Grab the taste Nasko of quality. Everybody say Nasco. For everybody. Whatever flavor you may need. Nasko. Take it everywhere you go. Everybody say Nasco. Get away with Nasco Biscuits today. Nasco Cream Biscuits. Nasco shortcake Biscuits. Nasco Cream Crackers. Nasco Biscuits. Cream of Biscuits.
0: Welcome back to the NASCAR Moments Radio Show. Our guest today is Dr. Damulak Obadiah Adapus. He is a consultant hematologist and coordinator, North Central Zone, of the National Blood Transfusion Service, NVTS. Now, we've been discussing blood donation, why it is safe, why you should participate, and what you need to know to become a voluntary donor. Now, we've talked about recruiting uh, donors earlier on. Um, what methods do you use in recruiting these people, organizations, and to participate in your drive to become voluntary donors. And tell us about the response that you have been getting.
1: Well, um, first of all, we send a letter of intent to churches, to the groups, to institutions like educational institutions. We send it to the management of those organizations, and we follow up through contact by SMS, through phone calls, or revisit until we get an appointment. Once we get an appointment, we now go there, a day before the drive, and put up our posters, so that as people come the next day, they will see our posters and see the program that is included in the program for the day. When we get there on the day, because we are meeting a large group, we usually have five to ten minutes, depending on the organization, to sensitize the people. We tell them the benefits of blood donation, how safe it is to donate blood. But it's not everyone who desire to donate blood will eventually donate, because we must assess your safety, safety for you and the safety for the recipient, to decide whether You should continue and donate the blood. Now, once we do that, people ask questions which will clear their fears, and then the process starts. When the process starts, you pass through the donor recruitment, where you show you are intent to voluntarily donate. You fill our form. The counselor will see you, ask you some health questions about previous illness and surgery and blood loss transfusion. When they are satisfied with that, you now move to the phlebotomy. Who takes the blood? Once they finish with taking the blood, which is about four hundred and fifty mils, that's one over eleven of the total volume of blood in you. If you have adequate and reserve, and then the blood is collected, you rest a little while, and then you go.
0: And I, um...
1: the 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 performance so far has been quite encouraging on the plateau. In fact, in the pla- on the plateau, we have the highest rate of voluntary blood donation all over this country. Uh, not in the sense that if we are at 90%, the next person to us is 70%. No, we are talking of 90% and the next person in Nigeria close to us may be 20 25%. So what
0: are you doing and all these other states are not doing?
1: Well, uh, we are committed. We sacrifice our time. Our people can leave home as early as 5 a.m. to catch up with a Catholic church service that is starting at 6 a.m. And So you can see that we will definitely get the result. Okay.
0: Is it possible that a recipient of donated blood can have an allergic reaction? What do you do to forestall this from happening?
1: Well, there are a, a lot of complications of blood transfusion to the recipient. That was what I told you about, was being very careful at issuing blood. In fact, when the blood leaves our center and gets to the hospital, we have to further do a compatibility test. That Even though this person is broken O and this one is O, if the blood really enters, the person will there be harmony? That's the purpose of doing a cross match. So you have to do a cross match and see that these two people represented by their blood in a tube are not fighting. If you see the blood fighting in a tube, don't transfuse it. If you don't do that and you transfuse it, you are only going to cook thought for supper one day. You will get a a disastrous outcome. So the fears are real, the complications of transitions are real, and so safety steps must be taken from both our own end to make sure that if you are asking for group A, we'll give you group A. When you get to the hospital, they must do a cross match to make sure that even though this one is A, this is A, will they exist in harmony? If that is not established in a test tube, don't create it in the individual. Because whatever reaction you see in the test tube is what will happen in the person who received.
0: And yet we have there have been instances where people have have uh, been transfused with blood that has given them diseases. Now, what usually happens in those situations?
1: Now, that is why we are at work today. Let's take HIV, for instance. If the Dr. Amulak contracted HIV last week, and I go to donate blood in the hospital, in the next two months, I'll be tested negative. So, I will pass donation. My blood will be collected. My blood will be given to the recipient. Okay. But three months after that transfusion, if you test me and the recipient, we will both become positive. Now, the American government saw that gap in our testing technology, the level of our testing, that is quite deficient. And so brought in the fourth generation ELISA so that we can reduce this undetectable, undetectable period of infections to 11 days. And so it means that if I contract HIV 11 days ago, and I'm donating blood at the National Blood Transition Service, the testing technology will say, look, this blood has HIV. Okay, so Don't
0: we have that available Yes, now. we have that now. All right. Now, earlier on, you talked about uh, people who refuse to donate blood because of their sociocultural beliefs or religious beliefs and so on. What do you tell such persons from a medical point of view?
1: Yeah, medically, there is no transfer of character, okay. transfer of behavior. These are all environmentally influenced you see somebody who is a Muslim, if he were born in the house of a bishop, he would likely be a Christian. So the environment has influenced our attitude and our culture and our customs. So it's not what is genetic. Most of red blood cells in particular are not carrying the genetic material that can transfer character, even the genetic constitution of that person. Because by the time red cells come into circulation, they extruded all the genetic material away. So you are only transferring cytoplasm and enzymes in it. So it's not going to change the genetic constitution of an individual. So people should go about donating their blood freely and for transmission to anybody who needs blood. Okay,
0: and as we end the program now, like to ask if you have anything else to add.
1: Yeah, I want to appeal to citizens on the plateau who feel that they are healthy and can help to voluntarily donate blood. Don't wait until your relation meets blood. That is the time that you should not actually donate because we are already stressed, we are already challenged. Donate when you don't have any ill person. For when you have anybody who is in need of blood, others will be donating at that time. So I call on everybody to join the big new bandwagon of voluntary blood donation as a culture, as an attitude, and it will indeed improve your own personal health. Because every three months, we are going to be tested free.
0: All right. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Damla obadah uh, He is a consultant, hematologist, and the coordinator, North Central Zone of the National Blood Transfusion Service. He has graciously shared with us on the subject of blood donation, why it is safe, why you should participate, and what you need to know to become a voluntary blood donor. And We're excited that our listener on the show this morning has benefited from this contribution. Have a nice day, sir. Thank you very much. My dear listener, we end the show here, but follow the program on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash NASCO Group. You can also follow on Twitter on the handle at NASCO Group. Freely send any feedback on this program to the email marketing at NASCO.net or by text through the care line 0805-774-7777. Our NASCO moments Trivia question starts now. When was the National Blood Transfusion Service, NBTS, established? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777 and include your name and location. Just to remind you again, last week's question was, what is the name of the device used in measuring high blood pressure? The answer is a sphygmomanometer. Winners are Aminu from Saminaka and Jojo from Angonsoya. Congratulations to you too. We will contact you and let you know how to redeem your prizes. The NASCO Moments Radio Talk Show has been brought to you by NASCO and it was created by Unimark Limited, Marketing Communications Consultants. Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department. Producer Harun Audu. Research and Contents Development, Ignatius Usa, Tolu Bakari, and Harun Audu. Production Coordinators Solomon Audu, Ruben Alex, and Ignatius Usa. I am Hudun Gyan. Stay out of trouble and donate blood today to save a life. Join us again.